0: Oma Jnana Timirandhasya gyanam Janashalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yena Tasmay Shri Gurave Namaha Again be such an easy opportunity eh, Monash, to attain human birth in this planet at the time when Chaitanya Mahabharata's Sankhita movement is going on when again will such an opportunity be available if we examine all the evidence in the scriptures we won't find anything equal to the holy name because if we develop attachment to the holy name then love of Krishna will automatically arise and by love of Krishna we get Krishna therefore go on hearing and chanting incessantly giving up all nonsense topics. The author of this song, Premananda, says, kahi Premananda, having attained this human form of life, Anusha Janama, we should make it successful by chanting the Holy Names and not delay in doing so. I'm only talking about Krishna Viddy is doing it. No, still not right. Is this on? Yeah, yeah. okay. It's the right on the middle one of the... Sorry? It's right on the block in the middle of one of the... Yeah, that's the right yeah. one. Okay, well, I wanted to speak about... Where did these come from? You, you gave them, that's that lecture? Okay. plus Rancho Darshan. From Dhaka. You DCD, got that way? Of the Darshan, Oh, I see. The, in Gujarati? I see. But the, there's there's no narration, it's just. Okay. Alright, well, I wanted to speak about Srila Prabhupada coming to the West. I, was, I also wanted to sing the relevant songs, but seeing as we don't have them here, um, it's a great event. Well, uh, we have another, it's in the songs of the Vaishnava Acharyas. Which one is that? They had song sheets this morning. Or we we anyway, if you can find it, it's good. If not, we'll go <laughs> on without it. Um, you can give this book to Prabhupada. This great event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tachun Vilitamina Tesmai Sri Varvema, the Maho Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtai of Hutale, Shimate Muktivedanta Swami Namene, the Mustay Saraswate Debe, Goravani Pracharine, Nirvishesh, Shunyavadi Pascha today. So today is the Titi on which Srila Prabhupada arrived in America. Titi means the date calculated according to the lunar calendar. According to the Gregorian calendar, it's September the 18th, but according to the lunar calendar, um, this year it falls today. So, on Srila I'd like to read something which I wrote about Srila Prabhupada's coming to the West this great event there are so many great journeys recorded in history Marco Polo his travels throughout the Orient especially in China Napoleon's heroically marching over the Alps in the winter and then he got a journey off to some islands in the middle of the Atlantic but there are many Columbus his great journey to the west further and further west his sailors were going to mutiny they were afraid they were going to fall off the edge of the world <laughs> because they thought he was flat if you go far enough you'll go off the edge so they were ready to mutiny. so there are many great journeys the journey of the Plymouth Fathers founding America well here's the story of a journey ultimately much more important although not recognized at the time and still not recognized by the foolish people of this world who glorify all kinds of Idiots for doing all kinds of idiotic things like kicking footballs around, (laughs) acting even more stupidly than usual on a cinema set. This is discussing Srila Prabhupada's coming to the West. Devotees of Lord Krishna take pleasure in recounting his wonderful pastimes. Those pastimes purify the heart attract the mind and give solace to devotees suffering in separation from their beloved Lord. Because Krishna's pastimes are of this spiritual nature, they can be told again and again and constantly remembered without becoming stale. Indeed, the more they are relished, the more they become fresh. The pastimes of the Lord's pure devotees are of the same quality. And just as some devotees, according to their taste... Take special pleasure in certain pastimes of the Lord. So, the various pastimes of the pure devotees of the Lord, such as Srila Prabhupada, are variously relished by his followers. I, which means me, <laughs> am simply fascinated by Prabhupada's having come to America. The bringing of Krishna consciousness to the West is probably the most amazing, unlikely. You have more? Okay, yes, good and glorious event in the history of the world. For so many long years, the West had developed a civilization based on ignorance, sin and suffering. Of course in the West they think that civilization is based on knowledge, the enlightenment, they call it. Then for the first time in its history, Srila Prabhupada brought real and complete knowledge to the West. So-called Vedantists and Yogis had come before him with Indianized editions of the same illusion which was afflicting the West. They had simply brought sense gratification in another guise, but at last Śrīla Prabhupāda brought the real thing, the nectar we were hankering for. Since the passing of Śrīla Bhaktisiddhāna Śrāsvarī the idea of preaching in the West had all but been forgotten. However, Lord Chaitanya was constantly thinking about it and all the previous acharyas were thinking about it. They anxiously thought, when will the day come when Mahāprabhu's prophecy will be fulfilled? How long will the world suffer without Lord Chaitanya's Prem Sankirtan? Then Prabhupāda ventured forth, carrying the order of Chaitanya Mahāprabhu and the blessings of the acharyas as his baggage. Such boldness, such courage, such adventurous spirit such lack of concern for personal well being, such determination, such compassion, such fearlessness, and such faith in the protection of Krishna. Prabhupada's having come alone and unaccompanied demonstrated his, his mood of self reliance, his get on with the job spirit, and his being in a class distinct from others. Even if Srila Prabhupada had been unsuccessful, his coming shows that he was in a different mood than any of the thousands of other Vaishnavas in India. All of us were going to hell, but it didn't seem to matter to anyone else. Most Vaishnavas were content with eating, sleeping, performing their own sadhana, and perhaps giving a few speeches here and there. But Prabhupada's heart was tortured with compassion. He begged his godbrothers to help him. But despite their having institutions, prestige, followers and knowledge, none of them dared or cared to help. So Bhaktivedanta Swami waited no longer for any of them to make a move, but made his own instead. He was not the head of an institution. He had no support, manpower or money. No one cared whether he lived or died, but I have to try anyway, my spiritual master has ordered. Even Lord Chaitanya expressed his so-called inability to spread the Sankirtan movement alone. Even He, the Supreme Lord Himself, had assistance, Sangopangastra Parashadam. But Prabhupada had none. Hence, his going alone to the cold, unknown shores of the West is the most courageous act in the history of Vaishnavism. It demonstrates his complete fearlessness and faith in the protection of Krishna. When Srila Prabhupada got on that ship, no one took him seriously. They questioned, What will you, an old man, do in America? I will make the Americans chant Hare Krishna and dance in ecstasy. Impossible. Even the Indians are not interested. So how will the Americans be? And Prabhupāda later said that what he had accomplished far exceeded his expectations. But as he wrote on Boston Pier, By your mercy, Krishna, everything is possible. No one cared for him, but Prabhupāda cared for everyone. Otherwise, why would he attempt the impossible? He did not even care that no one cared for him. He knew that Krishna cared for him, and he wanted everyone to care for Krishna. While crossing the ocean, Śrīla Prabhupāda read Śrī Caitanya Charitamrita and preached, preached to the crew. Then came two heart attacks. But Krishna came in a dream and said, don't worry, I'm rowing your boat. Prabhupāda also wrote poems talking to Krishna. Then he landed. And his American adventures began. Oh, my dear spiritual master, I thank you so much for having taken the trouble to come to save us. How can we ever forget your kindness upon us? That tacky old ship at Boston Harbor Pier just happened to have an elderly Swami on board. A little unusual perhaps, but it's not news to anyone except Gopal and Sali Agarwal who extend the politeness of hosting him for a few weeks stepping ashore an old learned bengali sadhu dressed in saffron colored cloth humbly enters america in like a needle the world would never be the same again where were all of us then you can think where were you all on september the 18th or 13th 1965 where were you all some of you were in another body right those, those who were born after that, in this body, I was an eight-year-old kid with no idea about anything. Prabhupada's followers were scattered all over the world, with not even the slightest idea of the great fortune which would soon causelessly fill their empty lives. And many who are now dedicated, many who are, who have now dedicated their lives to that humble sadhu were not yet born. So it's 1966. Going forward a little bit here. And this old Bengali sadhu, Abhay the Indapakti Swami, walks among the. very you translate this Arjuna? walks among the jaded, faded, hair down, mind gone, wild big generation on the streets of New York's lonely site. When we you translate that into English, Pretty good. <laughs> Prabhupada went among the fuzz heads, freaks and hippies refugees from a godless, greed-torn civilization and presented the absolute truth, the personality of Godhead. His contemporaries in Vrindavan and the staid, righteous sannyasis of the Goryamata would have been shocked. They would have had nothing to do with these dirty, irreverent lectures, that's for sure. But here he is, Bhaktivedanta Swami, down among the hippies, picking up gold from a filthy place, confident with his... and Hare Krishna, giving the change-all, be-difference, a revolution that even they could never have imagined. None of his godbrothers could have tolerated the hardships which Śrīla Prabhupāda underwent. He so tolerantly lived with and even served the Western malachas who out of ignorance constantly did things guaranteed to disturb any cultured Vaishnava. Devoid of refinement or any idea of Krishna consciousness, other than the rudiments which they were gradually learning by Srila Prabhupada so patiently teaching them, they nevertheless had faith in him. And Prabhupada had faith in the process of Krishna consciousness. Dino hino jato chelo, hariname udharilo. Even the most fallen will be saved by the holy name. Therefore, he tolerated their uncouth behavior. He did not see American lectures. He saw jivas, servants of Krishna. He did not reject his followers for weakness, for their weakness or foolishness born of immaturity. Prabhupāda demonstrated the efficacy of bhakti yoga in circumstances more adverse than any previous preachers of bhakti had ever faced. He had patience extreme tolerance born of deep compassion for the fallen souls and faith in the power of the Holy Name Srila Prabhupada found something vital and real amidst the madness of hippie life permeating the confusion was a spiritual search, a dissatisfaction with the status quo an endeavor for the mystical for the truth beyond the humdrum the hippies had been through it all Drugs, booze, free sex, music, and so-called meditation. But Krishna consciousness was something else, brought by a person who seemed as if from another planet, from an unimagined plane of existence, that revealed their attempts at consciousness expansion to be puerile and insignificant. Like most other people, the hippies were not intrinsically bad, just misguided. They had seen through this nastiness of straight life and were looking for something better. Lacking proper guidance, they had turned down the blind alley of ghost sense gratification. But for all the newness and euphoria of their crazy life, it was just as unfulfilling as the establishment they had already rejected. Swamiji, however, had something genuine and he surely was not as straight. The hippies thrived on being different, but Prabhupada outdid them all. He had sharing, simplicity, color, joy and love, all essential elements of the hippie counterculture. But he also brought substance, direction, knowledge and purity. He had Krishna and he had music. Prabhupada was all about music, kirtan. Music was the sacred beginning, middle and end of hippie life from the internationally famous bands to the street-side guitarists. Music was an expression of being, of struggle, of lust, frustration, pain, hope and longing. Music was both a message and a question, a quest for understanding and a plea to be understood. Swamiji's music was new. No one had ever played stuff like that. Every note, every word was magical, an intense mystical outpouring of the vital inner self. Man is this hip. Hare Krishna, Hare, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Krishna. Hare, Hare Hare. Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Rama. Hare, Hare Simple rhythm, simple tune, again and again, over and over, half an hour, one hour, more. Swami step, trans-dance. This transcendental sound vibration is important from the spiritual world. Far out, what does it do to you? Sometimes the devotees faint. Sometimes they roll on the ground, and sometimes they shiver in ecstasy while chanting the holy names. Chanting and chanting, they give up their material bodies and go to the spiritual land of Raja, where talking is singing, walking is dancing, and everyone's heart is stolen by a beautiful blackish cowherd boy, glancing mischievously at the gopis. He fills up the holes of his flute with nectarian sounds that stun all living beings within the three worlds. Through music and diligent concern, Śrīla Prabhupāda did what everyone else had given up on. He reached the hearts of the hippies and gave them direction. Prabhupāda was serious, and the more intelligent amongst the hippies gradually realized that he wanted them to follow him and also become serious about Krishna consciousness. Still no one had any idea as to exactly how serious Prabhupāda really was. No one understood why he incorporated the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. What was all that about when Krishna Consciousness was just a rented storefront on the Lower East Side? <coughs> Brahma, and company were shocked when Srila Prabhupada left for San Francisco. But Prabhupada had big plans. His magic worked again in San Francisco and gradually it started working all over the world. Prabhupada spread his charm by sending his disciples here and there. They were young boys and girls, dropped out from everything, saved by Prabhupāda from voluntary drug-induced brain destruction. They didn't, know, they didn't know much about Krishna consciousness or about anything, but now they were different, no longer hippies but happies. Śrīla Prabhupāda had inspired a faith in them that made the Krishna magic work even without His personal presence. And by that faith, his disciples brought Guru and Krishna with them. Prabhupada was proud of his household disciples who succeeded in London, where his Sanyasi brothers had failed. Indeed, these householders, fresh out of hippie life, with no background of Indian cultural life, and who are certainly not learned Vedic scholars, startled London with the Krishna chant. And so the story unfolded. Śrīla Prabhupāda strode across the globe and like a great general, sent men here and there to spread the Krishna, Krishna message. It's a great story whose chapters are still being written. And in the future, people will look back on these formative years of Iskon and think, oh, how I wish I could have been there then, how exciting it must have been. All of Prabhupāda's activities were amazing, yet those first days in America, Held a special sweetness and significance. None of us knows how intense was the struggle, nor how severe were the difficulties that Srila Prabhupada underwent for establishing the Krishna consciousness movement in the West. But Prabhupada knows, his Guru Maharaj knows, and Krishna knows. Let us all remember Srila Prabhupada's pastimes and thus become purified and happy. I especially pray that. Prabhupada's leela of coming to the West be ever manifest in my heart. Let me remember his sacrifice so that I may not become selfish. Let me remember his tolerance that I may become tolerant. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, Prabhupada's coming to the West. All glories to your Divine Lotus Feet, Srila Prabhupada. Please keep a place for me there always. Now here's a few quotes. One devotee, Prajapati, asked Srila Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada, why has it taken so long for a pure devotee to come to the West? Has the West been so sinful that no pure devotee has come before your divine grace? Srila Prabhupada laughs. Don't be sorry. At that time you were so sinful that you could not receive a pure devotee. Then uh, one girl asked, Srila Prabhupada, would you please explain why Krishna conscious hadn't come to the West until now? Why it hasn't come earlier, Srila Prabhupada? Because you are not born. After, after your birth, we have come here to take you back home, back to Godhead. Now you take the opportunity. Come with us. We were waiting for your birth. Maybe, uh... To the question, why did Srila Prabhupada come to the West? Prabhupada, it is my duty. My spiritual master ordered me. Here's one song. Yeah, this is the song Prabhupada wrote. At Boston Harbour on September the eighteenth, nineteen sixty-five. So this Prabhupada comes to the West. One of our devotees is, is coming means not coming and you know, people go to Paris and they get their photos snapped in front of the Eiffel Tower then they go to New York, and what do they have the Pictures snapped with the Twin Towers? <laughs> Pretty Statue difficult to Liberty get a or photo or of the Statue of Liberty. Is there a photo taken there? It's yeah. kind of out in the sea, yeah. and the, you have to be in a boat or something. Anyway, that's the idea. You, you go here and there, and you tell people, I've been there, I went there, but... Prabhupada didn't come as a (laughs) taurus. His coming was, frankly, is predicted in the Srimad Bhagavatam. There's the the verse which Prabhupada quoted in his preface to the Srimad (inaudible) Bhagavatam. Here, Naran Muni states to Vyasadeva, as he's ordering Vyasadeva, suggesting to Vyasadeva to compile the Srimad Bhagavatam that he can. On the other hand, he says this means he's just described in the verse before this Vayasamtyatam literature which does not glorify Krishna is like a pilgrimage place for crows. And then he says, on the other hand, that literature which describes the unlimited Supreme Lord. the names of the of the unlimited Supreme Lord who is glorified in by the topmost verses. That literature even if imperfectly composed, it is heard, chanted, and accepted by purified men who are thoroughly honest, and such literature, Janata Agha Viplavaha, will create a revolution in the impious lives of a misdirected population. So who does this refer to? What is this verse about? The, the Srimad Bhagavatam will create a revolution in the misdirected lives of an impious population. Prabhupada came to America when he had published three volumes of Srimad Bhagavatam, the first canto of Bhagavatam, with the intention of completing it, of going on translating it. But when he had three volumes of Bhagavatam published, at that time he felt, now I'm ready to go to America, something has something to give the people, something substantial. That Srimad Bhagavatam, if we see the early editions, they were... Of course, English is, by itself, it's, it's what's called a lecha bhasha, which means an, an irregular language or a language spoken by meat eaters. But even grammatically it's irregular. There are so many irregularities. I mean every language has some irregularities, but English as Prabhupada often says, just like it's not phonetic, for instance. B as Prabhupada would sometimes point out, B U T is pronounced but and B-U-T is pronounced put. So you can never you can never really tell how an English word is pronounced unless you hear how it is pronounced. And even educated people, they see a word in the dictionary and then they pronounce it all wrong. <laughs> they pronounce it wrong, to speak in more grammatically correct English. Because you just can't tell. But Prabhupada's English was certainly very cultured, but it belonged to that particular variety known as Indian English uh, in which Indians often when speaking English they tend to speak it as if they're translating from their own language or, or they're not just like for instance in Prabhupada's Bhagavatam Rajan this this word comes in it's the evocative case where many times Shukadev Koswami speaks to Parikshit Maharaj, Kaleya Doshani Rajan. It's a vocative case in English. That's translated as "O King" or just "King." O King. So Prabhupada would translate this as "O the King." So it's grammatically incorrect, and there are many such instances. But nevertheless, uh, it, it has the powerful message of Godhead. So, it was imperfectly composed, and it was distributed among the Janata Agha, sinful population. Now, up to this time, Bhagavatam had been spoken among pious people. Recitation of Bhagavatam went on in India among the pious people, which are many such pious people. But for the first time, Bhagavatam was being spoken among the impious people, and it actually created a spiritual revolution. So, who does, what does this verse refer to if not Śrīla Prabhupāda and his preaching? Bhagavat <inaudible> <inaudible> Tattva scientific knowledge of the personality of Godhead, Bhagavat philosophy, in the West, even, must refer to Śrīla Prabhupāda. So, uh, Prabhupāda, his Coming, it was, it appears to have been ordained even long in the past. So many acharyas came. They made their contributions. The Vaishnava Sampradaya. They made their various contributions they, they, in preaching, composing commentaries on Bhagavatam. Recent Acharya, Shula Bhaktivinoda Thakur, was the uh, inaugurator of the mission to present pure Krishna consciousness in the Western world. Nowadays, some scholars of Vaishnavism. motivated by envy gleefully point out that before Prabhupada a Vaishnava preacher went to the west he was not the first the first was the Bharati and apparently maybe he had a few followers this is maybe around the turn of the century 19th to 20th century well they don't point out that he's a complete sahajiya He's not a bona fide Vaishnava, he's a bona fide sampradaya. So they like to point this out. Prabhupada was the first to bring pure devotion to the West. And Bhakti Nagtako was the Shuddha bhaktiya Shrota Bhagirat. He was like the Bhagirat. Who brought the current of pure devotion? Bhagirat is described in the Puranas, Bhagavata, Srimad Bhagavatam and other Puranas, and Mahabharata, and Ramayana, as the king who, with great diligence, after much endeavor by his predecessors, with much diligence, he was able to bring Ganga to this world and purify it. So in the same way, Bhakti Tako, he that flow of the Ganga, the purifying Ganga of pure devotional service, that had become stopped. Just like the, the we find in the Puranas that Bhagirat with all his austerities, was able to bring the Ganga to the earth, and Lord Shiva agreed to. Uh, catch that on his head otherwise the whole earth would just be washed away by the flow of the Ganga. But he caught it and it got caught up in his jota, in his top knot. So it, so it was like that the flow of pure devotion had become stu- uh, what's the word stultified. But Bhaktirav Thakur just like Bhagirath, by performing austerities he pleased Lord Shiva then again he brought the Ganga out. So Bhakti Ram Thakur revived that movement and then Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur expanded the work of Srila Bhakti Ram Thakur. And Srila Prabhupada, the representative of all the acharyas, brought that to the western countries in pursuance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Manoobhishta. Sri Chaitanya Mano Ghishtams Takitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kada Mahi Himda Dādi Swapadātika The heart's desire of Chaitanya Mahāprabhu Prithi Ache Jyotanāgara Dīgra Sabatra Pacha Hivimurana Chaitanya Mahāprabhu's desire was that Krishna conscious be preached in every town and village of the world and Śrīla Prabhupāda made that possible somehow or other it's inconceivable you can say in some way it must be the will of providence after the passing of Śrīla this Sasra Thakur, there was tremendous turbulence within the spiritual institution he founded and the mission which he had just inaugurated shortly before he just sent devotees to the west Shortly before his leaving this world, that it actually continued for some time. One of his disciples remained in the West for some time after but this. Tenzin passed away, but then, uh, for one reason or another, there was no there was no more support, financial support coming from India, and the clouds of war were gathering in Europe and the the, the war within the Goryeamat had already started before the Second World War. So the mission of spreading Krishna consciousness to the Western countries became almost forgotten. And the preaching of Krishna preaching of the, eventually the the infighting within the Goryeamat Settled down to some extent, and various devotee, many of those who wanted to preach, many of them came out, and they started their own institutions, and the, the preaching continued. But the endeavor to preach in the Western country, how that was more or less abandoned. No one was even really thinking about it. Pretty difficult struggle to preach, even in India. Mm. there's one anecdote told by Dolobobinda Shastri, Dr. Dolobobinda Shastri, who's alive even today in Katark, in Orissa. Now you may know when Srila Prabhupada had a house in Sita Banaji Lane in Calcutta, and he let out part of that house to his dear godbrother, Srila Bhakti Rakshak Sridhar Maharaj. Prabhupada wanted that he would preach, Sridhar Maharaj would preach, but Sridhar Maharaj was somewhat reticent to do so. But he Shri Maharaj, had a mud next to Prabhupada's house. So Prabhupada, he was Prabhupada was at that time he was Abhai Adikari. He was coming and going. He wasn't so much time in Calcutta. He was coming, and going for business. He was going outside. So when he'd come to Calcutta, he would join in the programs and and associate with the devotees and his god brother and god brother's disciples so one of those disciples there was Dologobinda Shastra he wasn't actually initiated by Sri Ramana. he was <coughs> initiated by another disciple of Srinathana so he was there Dologobinda Shastra he was teaching Sanskrit and they'd have many discussions and one day uh, they were discussing among themselves this Chaitanya Mahāprabhu's prediction. Prithī-vīte ācī-jyotā-nāgara-dī-gāma sabātu-pracāma prithi vi prajanta Actually, the original Chaitanya Prabhu a little bit different. Hmm. So, they were discussing that, they were saying, well, how is that possible? How how is it possible? How can that be that, the, that this will come true? Bhakti Ram had also given his prediction that in a short time the people of the western world, the, the, the Russians, the Prussians, the French, the Americans, the British, they will raise banners in their streets and chant throughout the streets the names of Lord Chaitanya and they will join with the people of our country and they will embrace each other and say when will that day come he said very soon it will come but do not talk about predict it the devotees were did, at Sita Kanta and Banerjee Lane they were discussing how can that be possible who could do that they could understand it wasn't going to happen just by just by chance who, who will do that? So Prabhupada is Abhay Chalam this household devotee is very Didn't have much time like the devotees in the mud, the brahmacharis, didn't have so much time for reading and he was busy running around making money and he would sometimes come to their programs. And so often he would give lectures. He would arrange programs for Sridhar Maharaj and then Sridhar Maharaj would come and he would give the lecture himself. So so he was an active householder, but busy with family affairs. So they were discussing all this, and he was there, and they said, Who, who can do that? <laughs> and Prabhupada said, Some fool will do it, not any of you. <laughs> this was recounted by Doolaboginda Shastri, When one day in Katak, he went back to his home in Katak after being a Brahmachari for many years. He went back to his hometown and married and like that. Still there, very old now. So uh, one day, must have been about 19, let me see, about 1976. He was walking in the street in Katak and he saw a big, tall American with a shaved head and saffron clothes on and and Gorya Vaishnava Tila, so he was astonished what is this you don't see that many people with Gorya Vaishnava Tiva. he's very happy to see anyone but you don't see many uh, probably it's the first American he'd seen ever or maybe in Calcutta in those days he'd seen even in those days but certainly not in Qatar it's pretty unusual after the British left see westerners. So he approached him and said, What is all this? <laughs> What's going on here? And Bhagavad Prabhu, he, he opened one magazine back to God and said, This is our guru. He came to the western countries. And uh, he he taught us all these things. So immediately, Dholagavinda Shastri recognized he saw Abhai Charnara in the Abhai Babu! Oh! <laughs> he it. Then he remembered. Oh! Some fool will do it. <laughs> Not any of you. He <laughs> told uh-huh. this story. Very sweet, huh? Mm. All glories to Srila Prabhupada, who yeah. oh, very kindly came and saved us. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Jai. Any it's... questions, comments? Krishna Vidhi is commenting on this every day by going out in the streets of London and pleasing Bhaktivinoda Thakur and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and all the Acharyas by chanting the holy names of Krishna in the streets of London. Yeah. That's a Broke says to the other devotees in the body, much. Any fool, one fool we do, but not any of you. So what's the reason behind what one property? Like? You sir. Hare <sighs> Krishna, I have to go now. Mm. Program in so. East London, the other side of the traffic jam. <laughs> takes maybe 20 minutes to drive in the middle of the night and about one hour at this time. So we should go now. Yeah. Uh, there is some signing written by Siddhartha um, Namaste, Namaste, Siddhartha San- <laughs> Prabhupada, Prabhupada. Can you tell me something about No, I don't know what, what it is, so I can't. so Hare Krishna well let us all glorify Prabhupada I'm trying to do so through books here's a book I wrote Jai Srila Prabhupada glorification of this divine Jai Srila Prabhupada Srila Prabhupada told me